Hi and welcome to episode 130 of the This Is Reportage podcast. My name is Alan Law, I am the founder of This Reportage and This Reportage family, and I'm a photographer too. This week I'm joined by the fab Elodie Rueleau de Gorn, one of France's very best documentary wedding photographers and always an absolute pleasure to talk to. I've been fortunate to meet Elodie in real life numerous times now and she's always so bubbly and friendly. Super to have her here on the podcast. She talks about lots of things today, including why she meets up and often has a drink with her couples before the day, the importance of being yourself, McDonald's menus in France, top tips for improving your documentary work, imposter syndrome, how she used to work in the music industry and stalking the stereophonics, being social and how that's had an effect on so many things in her life, the story behind her Brad Pitt's Toilet Reportage Award, and so much more. Before we get on to LED, just a couple of bits of news from me. I'm very excited to announce that we're having a This Reportage and This Reportage family summer meetup in Paris, France next month on Tuesday 15th of August 2023 to be exact. This is a totally informal meetup of members where we can all get together, chat and have a drink or few. It's totally free for members, of course, though the cocktails won't be free. Sorry about that. Um, members can also invite guests along, the more the merrier. Thanks again loads to Elodie for finding and booking a venue for me, actually. Afraid I only know about three words in French. So, yes, thanks loads there, Elodie. <laughs> Couldn't have done it without you. Um, I'm looking forward to meeting loads of French photographers, but also some from elsewhere in Europe. If you're around or fancy a trip to Paris, it'd be fab to see you there. Members, details of the meetup have been included in the latest newsletters and in our private Facebook group too. Secondly, there's just a few days left to submit to our next awards round now. The deadline is the same for both our sites. Submit by 2359 BST on the 24th of July, 2023. All the best if you're entering. Right, over to Elodie. Hey Elodie, how you doing? Hey, bonjour. Oh, yeah, I should have said bonjour. I should have said bonjour. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the yeah, limit gonna, of my French. I'm going to teach you French the whole podcast. <laughs> how, how are you? How, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing good. I'm, uh, I'm at home in Paris. Um, I think because you're British, I'm supposed to talk about the weather. So it's uh, yes. good enough weather today. <laughs> yeah, what's it like? What's um, it like? No. No, it's it's actually fine. We had a we we have quite quite strong storms in uh, in France at the moment, but um, in Paris we're fine. So oh, okay, nice, so all nice. okay. It's about thirty one degrees, which is um, a bit harrowing when you're working on the computer, but um, but it's yeah. pretty good. It's is hot. it that hot, really? Thirty one. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, thirty one, and there was no wind in the last couple of days. So yes, yeah, so you're working on the computer and just feeling the heat and trying to make like some wind inside the inside your house uh, by opening windows, but it doesn't work. So you're like, oh, I can't oh. stand post production. <gasps> oh, Oh, yeah, it's tough. It's tough in just British climate doing editing all the time. But in 31 degrees, that's tough. Yeah. No air conditioning yeah. then. No, no, no. And I think it's going to get, um, I think we're not going to be able to have it anymore after 2025. There's a oh, law the, or something. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Or at least in Paris, I think. But yeah. Um, so what, no, in, no is that just including private homes or is that including like hotels? Yeah, I think it's including private homes. It's something about, you know, the changes we have to make, um, reclimate and stuff like that. But I mean, I would want to have the aircon anyway, because it's only a few days a year. So it doesn't really justify 
Uh, yes. You can just open the windows and yeah, and that just suffer true. for a couple of days. It's fine. Yeah, that is true. That is true. <laughs> and you live in a, such a fab city to just be able to go out and walk. And yeah, it's so lovely there. And I'm looking forward to I want to say, actually, let's start by saying a huge thank you, Elodie, for, uh, because you researched, found and booked our venue for our upcoming this reportage and this reportage family meetup in Paris uh, this August. So thanks so much for that. I couldn't have done it without you. Um, yeah, I'm well excited uh, for it. Thank you. You're welcome. It was pretty easy. It's just a question of knowing who's open on the 15th of August. But yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. What an annoying date that I chose. It's, it's, so it's a public bank holiday. No, but it's not. It's, as I was telling you, it's not so much the public bank holiday. It's more like the first two weeks of August in Paris are usually quite closed, um, especially like small, nice businesses, because um, Parisians basically go on holidays. So there's not many clients. So it's cheaper uh. for them to just close the whole bar. Uh, and send the whole staff on holidays um, at the same time rather than actually having to keep some staff and then nobody's showing up, nobody's drinking, nobody's buying. Um, uh, so, yeah, yeah, so that's why. Sense. So it could have been like, even if it had been like the 14th, the 16th or whatever, it probably would have been the same. Oh, so, okay, yeah. cool. Okay. All good. Don't worry. That's... No, cool. <laughs> I mean, oh, really worse come for... worse, we would have done it at home. Like, <laughs> Yeah, we would have done something. We would have done something. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited for it. And anyone listening, um, yeah, so it's for this reportage and the reportage family members. It's just a informal gathering at a bar cocktail place um in the evening in central paris and yeah it's just gonna be fun meet everyone and yeah it'd be great members can you know bring friends along as well it's already informal um yeah it should be really fun so it's on tuesday august the 15th um, and if yeah. anyone needs to sleep on the floor i have room on the floor but um <laughs> i've been <laughs> like the french will laugh laughing at this but i've been waiting for my new sofa for like two and a half months so um yeah two so and a half you can months but on the floor <laughs> is it like is it like handmade in like i don't know where no, it's, just, it's just they got the they got the delivery wrong and then they got the product wrong and then now they, they don't have any more product and then the uh, whatever it's super long and super boring but yeah so i have a couple of spots in actual beds and then and then that's it so those are already taken by um the belgian um the belgian <laughs> the belgians <laughs> no no there's actually only one coming uh there's a uh, martin yeah yeah um, oh that's cool though that people are coming from outside of france as well yeah. even. It's, <laughs> it's gonna be really fun i'm really excited yeah it's gonna be yeah me really too fun. i'm always excited to be drinking yes so am I. <laughs> that is, <laughs> and that's the first time we met. I think was it the first time we met? Was was it at Nine Dots? Was it? I think it was. Yeah, it was that uh, Nine Dots. Not last year. The year before. Yeah, with you with Rosio, um, weren't you? Yeah, when I was with Rosio, and then uh, Christmas party, and then Nine Dots again, and then Christmas party again. Yeah. So, yeah all the good booze places, basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love having you at the Christmas parties. Wow, you're so fab to have around. It's so cool. And I was going to ask about that because well it's true you're so you're so social and so easy to talk to um yeah and i've got a little note here i've had i've had the pleasure of meeting you at real life events which is which has been awesome um do you think you know have you always been that kind of this kind of social and you know do you think it's a big reason why you chose wedding photography um yeah so yeah i've always been social um like when i was in high school and, and school in general i didn't have really like one group you know sometimes you're just like a group person and you just like mm. stick to that group but like i would come to school and you know in france we do la bise um so we we kiss on the cheeks and so i would go into, oh, yeah. <laughs> into the, the courtyard and just like it would take me like 20 minutes to say hi to everybody because <laughs> I, I just got along with everybody so i mean if you ask my if you ask my sister she would be like no you were not cool like because she was part of the cool ones and she was smoking and stuff like that but uh okay. so i wasn't like part of the smokers and the cool cool people but then you know i, I got along as well with like you know 
normalish people, geeks. I mean, geeks are normal people. You're gonna. <laughs> we are. <laughs> we are. I'm a geek. I'm a normal person. <laughs> no, 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 but you know what I mean. Like in in high school, you sort of have, tend to like give a label yes. to everybody. Um, so yes, I was always quite sociable, and I I do think that that that's basically um, what's brought me everywhere I've been in 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 my life. Basically, all the jobs I've done were not because of what I knew but more like who I met and yeah and just like people calling you and going like oh hey do you fancy this do you fancy that whatever so yeah so that's always helped yeah it's such a great skill to have yeah I guess so yeah, yeah, it must so massively like, help with the weddings. Do you arrive and you're straight away like making friends with people? I can I can't imagine yeah. you being like a silent wallflower and just not talking. <laughs> no, no I, I don't think anyone can imagine me being silent. But uh, yeah, <laughs> full stop. But um, yeah, I mean, I, before the wedding already, like I'm, I'm very uh, sociable, so I can't I can't really imagine going to a wedding without knowing the couple. Um, and then, you make that a big um, deal beforehand. Do you really? Do you yeah, I mean, it's not. It's like not always possible, especially with COVID. But um, yeah. but yeah, it's always. Um, so obviously, we do video call to talk about you know whether they want me or not and how I work and da, 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 and my approach. Um, but then, if we sign the contract, then I always go for uh, drinks with them um oh, nice. so either i go to their place or we go out i mean if they have children it's easier for me to go to their place that's obviously they're in paris but mm. also in in like like this year i had some um british and italian couple getting married in italy and they live in london so when i came to london last we made sure that we would meet up so i always try and oh, make that's point nice. of meeting up with them um, do you have like proper drunken I, like 4 a.m nights yeah. out with them? <laughs> It depends on, on, on what couple, because not all of them are alcoholics like me. But, um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, no, we do, we do. So we either have lunch or we go for drinks or, um, so or you cool. know, I meet the kids at home or something. Um, but also I do that. So, so just just um, because I know British people, like you, you have a lot of weddings a year. Um, I, like we have a smaller season in France because it's a lot more weather um, dependent. Oh, okay. Um, right. So I don't do like 40 weddings a year, like I do 16 max. So that's yeah, easier that's to a do, good number. do 16, you know. So yeah, yeah. so, so I don't want really people cool. to go like, oh my God, like how does she do it and whatever. It's just like, it's yeah, 16 is quite easy to handle. So. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. But I think that's really cool that you do that with your couples. Um, and it must really help them be just totally relaxed with you on the day then when you've already been out with them and seen them having a drink. Yeah, and it helps me as well. It's it's a bit uh, selfish as well for me to do that because it's it helps me sort of um, understand who they are better, and um, so I feel more at ease. So I'm gonna not hesitate in 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 taking this or that picture because I'll be like, okay, we definitely know each other. It's not like they didn't understand the approach or anything. They just they just know that um, this is how I work, and I just know yeah. that they're this sort of character. So I'll try and uh, adapt to it. Um, and it makes also total sense. And before I go to weddings, I also ask for the names of their like um, parents, brothers and sisters, best men and bridesmaids. And I learned them by heart pretty much. So when I arrive and I'm being introduced to like the, the wedding party, I just already know their names and it helps a lot with them feeling at ease with you as well. So that is good. Uh, I try and do little things like that. Yeah. And, and you got some kind of like memory selfish. trick to it's... be able to remember all their names or something. How do you do no, that? So, so yes, it's the same trick that I did in school, uh, which is um, I'm one of those people that doesn't remember anything, which is why I'll be shit at the quiz later. But um, <laughs> but, but I'm, uh, I'm I'm I have a really good short term memory. So if I read something the night before, um, I will remember it the next day. But then three days later, 
if you tell oh. me like what was my dad's name i probably will have forgotten um so, oh yeah, that's cool have... they must you're delivering a really personal service there then really personalized i think that's yeah really really cool do you not get nervous like just going out and meeting your couples then and just going for a drink you're not getting nervous no 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 i get i would get nervous if i hadn't done that like so i would arrive at the wedding and if i didn't really understand the, the characters or something i'd be like mm, can i be like this can i be like that so like the, the start of yeah. the wedding would be a little bit trickier but no sense. i don't um and i always you know i'm i'm sort of the type of person that goes better be yourself and if they don't book you then it's fine because mm. if you're not yourself and they book you and then on the day, um, it doesn't go well because whatever, I don't know, you're making jokes and they're not finding them funny or you're talking too much because obviously I talk um, <laughs> and they're finding it, you know, it's just like that way they know what they're getting into. And that's All one right. thing I tell them when we do the video call. I always tell them, look, if you're already fed up with me talking after one hour, do not book me because, <laughs> you know, I'll be in your face the whole day. So you're going to have to have me in your face the whole day. So That's like... so funny, Elodie. I literally say on my Zooms, I literally say on my Zooms, um, I, by the way, I don't talk like this at the wedding itself. I, I, I'd say there's a lot of information <laughs> to get across, but I'm super quiet on the wedding. It's so funny. But yeah. I totally, I totally 100% agree with you that you just need to be yourself and they, they need to book you for who you are. It's just as important or if not more important yeah. than the images so yeah like i have no quite i know you shouldn't be announcing publicly that you love mcdonald's and that you go to mcdonald's every wedding but that's just you know it's a fun part of my life i enjoy it so i have no qualms <laughs> about showing that on social media you know if people turn their nose up at that then they're not the kind of clients that i want you know so it's all good it's all good yeah don't worry we have mcdonald's in france that is good yeah i saw what well, was it oliver i think noted that yeah the, it was oliver <laughs> four minute walk away from the venue the meetup venue that no, honestly yeah, any McDonald's is pretty much four minutes walk away from any venues here, I guess. So it's a lot. That is good. But what about I've... Burger King, though? You don't like Burger Ooh. King? Not more. I, I, I will. I will have it at a pinch if there's nothing left. You know, if there's nothing around, it's all right. Which do you prefer? Don't say you prefer Burger King. I actually prefer Burger King, but actually, don't <gasps> eat meat. So that's uh, uh, that's also why I prefer Burger King because uh, um, when I lived in in London, because I used to live in London, um, they had like the veggie Whopper, which was super nice. Oh, okay. um, and then they closed all the Burger Kings. But yeah, I don't eat meat. So, but McDonald's basically think that you don't eat if you don't eat meat. So the the, the <laughs> filet of fish is super small. And they've then, got that McPlant thing, though, haven't they? And they've got a McPlant in the UK uh, McDonald's. Yeah, I think they've just started. They might have brought it here now, but they used to have like this crappy veggie one that was sort of hidden behind the shelf. Like you had to ask if they did it or not, and it it was just like gross. Uh, um, so yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry oh sorry. no, it is. Is. <laughs> Damn, it was oh. all going so well. <laughs> I was going to ask you that actually. Do do you have um? Does the McDonald's in France do they have the McSpicy? I think so, but I, I I think I saw an ad about it. Like I don't go into McDonald's. So oh yeah, I'm sure. Not, I'm not yeah. sure. Okay. No, well, that's sorry. Cool. I hope they do. I hope they do. <laughs> so I'm this is the end of the podcast, right? You're like, yeah, oh, that's yeah, it. No McDonald's now. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny um I, i'm excited because just before the paris meetup i'm going with my kids and my wife to disneyland paris we've never been you know to any disneyland so very excited about that and there's a there's a mcdonald's at, in disney village there's a mcdonald's there <laughs> how cool is that it's so cool it's cool <laughs> oh, oh it's funny 
I did um, a Zoom actually last night with because um, I'm shooting a wedding in, in the South of France after the meetup as well. And at the end of the That's Zoom, they, they said, to, yeah, and they said to me at the end of the Zoom, they said, oh, sorry, but the nearest McDonald's is only tw- is like a 20 minute drive away. So they knew already from my social media that it's really cool. Oh, that was good. Yeah, Where is it in France? Um, it is near Montflanquin or something near like half an hour away from Bergerac. Um, OK, yeah, down okay. that way. I'm awful with geography. I'm awful with Cornwall geography, so I'm even worse with <laughs> French geography. <laughs> um, oh, I'm going like, to Cornwall. You're going where? Cornwall. Cornwall. Yes, you are. Yes. Uh, when is it? When is it? Is it March next year? Is it or April? No, it's April. 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 Yeah. I'm coming to your turf. Yes, it's so cool. We, I'm going to be seeing you there because um, this yeah. is you're talking. You're coming to the. It's the Nine Dots retreat thing, isn't it? Retreat. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So coming gonna... to that, of course. Yeah. Do you know how? What are you doing? How are you getting there and stuff? Well, I have no idea. It's in April. I'll, yeah. <laughs> I'll probably check it out in like February or something. <laughs> no, if if I can, I'll just train it because I'm really like I fly a lot already, and I I'm I'm trying to train it whenever I can. So probably I'll mm. take a train to London, go and visit friends, um, and then take a train to Cornwall. Yeah, that makes London. sense. It's about five hours on the train from Cornwall, but yeah, it's okay. Yeah, and we have the Eurostar, you know, going straight from Paris to London, so yeah, so probably, handy, it's yeah. probably easier rather than flying it. So um, I think I'll do that. So I'm looking forward to seeing you then. That's going to be fun. That's going to be fun. Show you a bit of Cornwall as well. Cornwall, Cornwall <laughs> is lovely. It is. It is lovely. Um, I'm sure. You, you mentioned there, Andy, how you lived in London, and I heard that you worked for about 15 years in the music industry. So, yeah, let's delve back into your, you know, can you tell us more about that? What were you doing yeah. in the music industry? Was it photography related or not? No, 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 it wasn't photography related at all. So basically when I was when I was a kid, I, I had one passion, it was music. Um, I would spend like all my summers being a shadow at home and listening to like I'm allowed to say that I think because it's a, it's a British podcast. But yeah. I was listening to like Brian Adams and Bon Jovi. Like, oh wow, <laughs> okay, old school, <laughs> nice, super uncool, but definitely more uncool in France. Um, okay, is it really? Yeah. And I would just like listen to the same album again and again, and just like be a massive, a massive uh, fan um, of music, uh, of shit music, obviously, but still music. Um, and then I, I got really into Britpop, and that was like my obsession. Oh, um, cool. mm. I did as well at the time. I, Were you a Oasis or Blur fan? No, I was Blur. I was Blur. Oh, no. My best friend is Oasis, so that was yeah. a bit tricky. But yeah, I'm a Blur person. <laughs> um, I really liked the first album of Oasis, which at the time I had on cassette, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. Old school. Nice. Yeah, definitely maybe. Cool. Yeah, old it school. And then, so yes, yeah, so I got really into that music. And um, yeah, so I think I told you that already. But yeah, so I started stalking this band called Stereophonics. So mm. they were coming to France and... And we had nothing else to do with my best friend, so we would go and see them all the time. And then we got to know them, and then they invited us on like the the, the whole UK tours and stuff like that. Really? So what you got to know? Yeah, them. yeah, yeah. How? How? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, but because How? in France it's it's like it's smaller venues, so you can always sort of like meet bands and and you know ask for an autograph or whatever. So they started seeing our faces, and they would recognize us. And then we really wanted to go to the UK uh, because we were such fans of like UK music. And so we asked Kelly one day, the singer, we're like, oh, you know. Um, is there a way you know one of your tech people told us that we can be on some guest list like we didn't even know what it was um you know do you think we could do it like at one date in in in, in the uk and he was like which one do you want i'm like wow we don't know because we'd like to go to london but then we'd really like to go to manchester as well and he goes well i can put you on all the dates if you want just like no, tell just me. like really 
<laughs> so we ended up being like, you know, those people following them around. Oh, that's so cool. Was, though. But it was, yeah, it was a lot of fun. And it's, it's, it's going back to what I was telling you about being sociable with everybody because. Thanks to the stereophonics, we got to know this um, radio DJ in France. And then he invited us to this party one night. And then I heard this guy at this party behind me saying, oh, you know, as a press officer for this French band. And I just like sort of turned around, cut, cut him off in his conversation. I was like, are you a press officer in the music industry? Like, how do I become you? And then he told me what he'd done as studies and stuff like that. And then um, after 10 minutes, he was like, I need an intern from Monday. Do you want to do it? um yeah and that's no why it started that just, come, that just comes from you you've been sociable and just going for it as well and it's there and drinking cool. and drinking yeah. all good things come from drinking <laughs> wow that's so cool yeah. so how, how many gigs do you think you saw of stereophonics then uh stereophonics I, we, are, we were actually counting at the time with my friend and we stopped counting after i think 55 no man that's yeah. mad that is so, so that, probably no cool. i've probably now seen like about 70 or something because they do come back sometimes and they came back a couple of years ago when i was still like not a couple of years ago but more like maybe four years ago they got oh. signed to the record company where i was working oh wow <laughs> so my that's colleague cool, was like oh yeah it was super cool it was super funny because my colleague was like oh do you want to come and meet them because you know they've asked to meet like people from the record company i was super ashamed i was like oh no i can't do that like they will definitely remember me <laughs> and then <laughs> and then it went fine like kelly was super happy to see us and he was like telling us about his kids and his parents because we all also knew the parents and stuff but yeah oh, so yeah music industry it's super nice yeah it's super yeah. nice they were always um really so it wasn't like a groupy thing where we wanted to pull them or anything it was just okay really, like, i wasn't gonna stuff. i wasn't gonna go there and that's that <laughs> no 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 <laughs> it was always like the geeky fans and they would always uh, pay attention to us because we were young so um when oh, they played the nice. brixton academy for example they they sent us a message saying um, tomorrow, come at three because we know you. You're going to want to walk around, but Brixton is dangerous. <laughs> and they they had a they had like a bomb like two weeks before or something. It was uh, in '98 or '99. I can't remember. Um, and they were like, yeah, show up at three because we'll arrive we'll arrive at three with the with the tour bus. So then we just get you into the venue and you don't move anymore. You stay there because it's safe. <laughs> oh, like, that's okay. really <laughs> nice, though, isn't it? That's super nice. No, that's, that's super nice. Do you know what? We've not not mentioned many bands on this podcast. We've done loads of episodes, but one band we have mentioned before is Seraphonics because. Um, um, Darren Kerwin, who I interviewed on the podcast, he was a big fan mm -hmm. of Seraphonics as well, actually. So yeah. that's funny. I only liked yeah. that one song. It was like um, A Thousand Trees or something. That yeah, was there, from it? the first album, yeah. That is a good yeah, tune. Yeah. You must have seen some good support right. bands over there, seeing them so often as well. I must have seen good support bands. Yeah, it's actually funny you're asking this question uh, because, again, like the people you meet and everything, um, so they had this support band called the Crockets at the time. Um, and then when we moved to London with my best friend, we we kept on going to see the the singer, the singer's new band, because like we were like, OK, come on, he's had to bear us for like so many years. Like, let's go and support his new band. So we went to gigs and that's how I met my ex-boyfriend, who was like the guitarist of the new of the new band. And, oh, wow. Uh, cool. The person I spent like six years with when I was in London. So it's, it's just like. It's like there's a whole maybe 15 years of my life that wouldn't have happened if I hadn't met the stereophonics, which is super strange. Like, oh, you know, that's work mad. Wise what a cool everything. story. Yeah, yeah it's, that's it's pretty, mad. Pretty interesting. So, was yeah. your, what, your English is so perfect. I mean, what, did, did that come from living in London or did you already speak like fluently yeah. before then? No, no, I studied English at school and then I did it a bit at university as well. But I only did like two years of university before I moved to London. And then, oh. um, so yeah, so it's, it's London, definitely. And then my sister lives in Ireland. My, my um, niece and nephews only speak uh, English pretty much. Oh, and I travel right. a lot. So obviously I speak English all the time. Oh, that's cool. Do, do, yeah. Where in Ireland? I don't make mistakes and stuff, but uh, she's in County Meath. 
So it's like an hour northwest of Dublin. Oh, okay, cool. Oh, you should come to Doc Day and then you could go and visit your yeah sister. But I well. can't because it's always like in February and I, I'm traveling in the winter. I'm not. I'm nowhere uh, here. Okay, yeah, yeah we'll talk problem. about your we'll talk about your travels later. But that's cool. <laughs> okay, and um, so from the music industry, then, um, yes. how how did you get into the wedding world? You know, what's your story there? Yeah, so I was um, I started taking pictures um, probably when I was about eighteen or something. I actually have some pictures of the Seraphonics from back then. <laughs> cool, um, yeah. But um, yeah, but just like like that, and then I lo- I just love taking pictures of people, and then obviously your friends are like, oh, your pictures are amazing. You should become a f- professional, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, um, which I didn't believe. Um, mm. And then I I started thinking about it and. Um, and, and thinking, okay, but what would I do? And for me, it was weddings immediately, not because I want to get married, not because I knew someone that did like amazing uh, documentary wedding photography or anything like that. Mm. It's just because it was full of people and it was in my head, it was stressful. And I've always been better under stress. Oh, really? Um, that's a good, that's so a good like, trait. Yeah, it's like if I'm running around, I'm I'm happiest, you know, because if I'm not running around, then I don't do anything. I just procrastinate. So I love being somewhere where where you're just running around and you have to find solutions. And so in the music industry, I was doing like a lot of event work uh, and brand partnerships, which is also a lot of event work. So so okay. I'm, I'm very at ease with that kind of stuff. So for me, it was like, first of all, it was more of um of a service um, type job. So I didn't picture myself being like an artist, you know, thinking mm-hmm. of some sort of concept and then taking a picture of it because for me, creativity was non-existent in me. Uh, so we have a bit of an imposter syndrome here, but yeah. Um, so for me, it was just normal. I was like, okay, great. I can, I can do people. I can do like stressful situations. I can do party. <laughs> so that sounds fun. Let's do that, you know? And um, how did you get your yeah, first so, wedding then? Um, through my colleagues, actually, I, I was telling my colleagues about it because they were also telling me, "Yeah, your pictures are amazing." Blah blah blah. And then I had this um, this colleague of mine that knew a girl working in a music management company getting married, and she was like, "Well, she's not taking a photographer. She's not getting one. Like the wedding is in like three weeks, and she definitely hasn't planned to have one. So I can ask her if you want." And um, yeah, so that was my first wedding in Provence. Did, did she have a good band at her wedding? Yeah, she actually had Polo and Pan, the DJs. I don't know if they're famous in the UK, but oh, yeah, they're know. yeah. She was like managing them, so yeah, she had. Oh, those. that's cool. That's um, handy. And what was and it like at your first wedding? Was uh, it, it was super cool. Like yeah. again, I wasn't stressed. I don't tend to be too stressed, so no, I can't I imagine being stressed. Like, I can't imagine. <laughs> I sort of arrived and also because there was like, I knew she she hadn't given up on a proper photographer to get me. I knew everything was extra, so there was no stress to be had. Mm. Um, and I was almost congratulating myself, like, you know, going like, oh, I've just remembered that I have to take a picture of the table. So, you know, like, <laughs> oh, great, Elodie, great idea. Great for remembering that wedding photographers do that. And uh, <laughs> so it was funny, oh. but no, it, was, it went fine. It went oh, fine. that's cool. Um, and I guess, I guess you like the photos. Uh, yes, she did. She did. Now that when I look at them, I'm like, oh my God, like, yeah. <laughs> because I, I had no clue. I didn't even have like a wedding photography culture and I didn't have such a massive photography culture as a general rule. So, I, you know, for me, the fact that and the, the Frenchies are going to laugh listening to that, but the fact that lines are not straight or the fact that, you know, you're cutting off bits of bodies mm. anywhere was not a problem. <laughs> Well, that's good, though, isn't it? I think that's really cool. That's how you get your own style, just by, you know, by just jumping into it, though, and not being influenced by what everyone else is doing. I think that's so important. 
but uh but yeah so so yeah so i, I thought it was you know amazing and then uh, now i look at the pictures i'm like oh you could have made an effort on this oh you could <laughs> have not cut that person off i'll just no yeah but, but you know like i don't think else, you know? there's not many of us out there i think that have got images still on their website no. from their very first wedding so yeah i mean well, I you know what i actually have one. Oh, you do really oh, wow. yeah, the, well there uh, you go my, uh, on my contacts page i left it because i love this picture it's just a golden hour picture but i'm like Hey, got that on my first wedding. It's pretty good. That, that is cool, Eddie. That's very cool. I I definitely do not have any on my site from my first wedding. No, so. no but I think that's but really cool that's... to just go for it like that. So, yeah, no second shooting. Don't have that kind of no, wedding no. inspiration I've, or anything. Just do it how you wanted to. Yeah, I've second shot twice in my life. The first time was with an American photographer, maybe in 2018, so two years on. And um, my friend Solène, like a couple of weeks ago, um, before the start of the season, because I wanted to just like shoot a little bit before the start of the season. And that's all. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much all. Sense. Same as me. Yeah. I've only done it once, only second shot once. And that was basically helping someone out. So then we could then, it was in London. So then we could go out afterwards as well and have a good time. So that's yeah, I exactly. That <laughs> well, yeah, I actually, yeah, this weekend I have Coralie, Coralie Garavel, you know, your uh, Oh, yes, yeah, so a family member. Yeah. Yeah, she's she's coming over and she's coming to second shoot with me because uh, as well, it's like it's not a very long wedding. So so then we can just go for drinks. Oh, that's <laughs> cool. Do you know each other pretty well? Have you met up before then? Yeah, we went to so we'd only met like a couple of times. And then she sent me a message last year saying, I want to go to New York, like to do some street photography. Do you want to come? And then I was like, yeah, sure, I'll come with you. So we went to New York together. Oh, after wow. After seeing that's... each other like two times. <laughs> <laughs> that's really cool, Elodie. That is so cool. Oh, that's cool. And she's coming to the meetup in Paris in August, isn't she? Yeah, she is. She's sleeping at my place as well. Oh, that's cool. Oh, I'll be able to meet her then as well. So that's all. It's cool. like the, the Montmartre hostel, my uh, my house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's all cool. And then, so then after that first wedding, though, then how did you, you know, did you decide you wanted to do it as a kind of a career? Yeah, then? I mean, I, I got a couple more. So I had some friends getting married and they were like, yeah, he, you, you can get crashed a wedding as well, um, as in photographically speaking. Like, their photographer was super cool about it so that was really nice of her um yeah i had uh, some friends in london as well getting married so i did their wedding um and then after that i was like okay now i have some images to show so let's just Mm. um um tell people i want to be a wedding photographer and then where i was super lucky is um again like the sociable side um at the time in the music industry i had quite a few um colleagues that you know, new people getting married. And all my friends in Paris are pretty much the same uh, background. So like music, techie, um, you know, Google, whatever. Um, or they're independent. So they're like makeup artists and stuff like that. So they all sort of heard of weddings here and there. Oh, that's and that's cool. how it started out. Um, Your but big network was, again, just for being so sociable. Yeah, it's, cool. yeah, it's always been the network. Um, and because I was I was still in the music industry because I was I was a bit cautious. I was like, OK, it's probably not going to work out because who would want to book you? Because, again, it's poster syndrome and whatever. Um, so I stayed uh, at Warner. It was Warner that I was working for at the end. Um, I stayed at Warner until 2019. Um, okay. doing both. So I would only do about seven or eight weddings a year because I couldn't do more because my job at Warner was already like a job and a half. So, um, so yeah, so it went slowly but surely. And then when I um, couldn't uh, stand working for Warner anymore, that's when I decided to properly leave. But yeah. Did you leave like right around COVID time though, was it? Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start a wedding photography business. There are no weddings. <laughs> 
No, it was exactly that because I um we started talking about me leaving probably around May 2019, but because I didn't have an actual deadline, I was like, look, I'm 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 happy to stay um as long as it takes for you to find someone to replace me, but um but I need to know that we're doing so in France there's this um uh way of leaving a company which is like a redundancy thing, but um where you agree that both of you uh, are fine with you leaving and you sign a paper and that allows you to have the chômage, like the state benefits afterwards. Oh, right. Okay. Uh, and you know we have pretty good ones. So I mean not anymore thanks to Macron, but uh, we had a pretty good one. Um and um and I, I was like okay I need to leave with that because you never know what can happen and the wedding business might not work. Uh, mm. So well or whatever. So I need to have that safety. But um, but if you're ready to just like give me the pr- the paper, pay- basically, uh, then I can stay as long as you want until you find someone. So yes, I stayed until Christmas. <laughs> oh man! And then and COVID then... hit February. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. oh. What was that like for you? Were you okay then? I mean, so yeah, you yeah. didn't have that, that well, security anymore. Yeah, but it, it's lucky that I got that paper because then I had uh, I was entitled to the state benefits from my uh, okay. previous job because or else it would have been annoying because um, you did have help from the state but it was based on your previous year's income right. in your activity and uh, because I was working for Warner still the year before and my photography activity was low on on, on um, finances like basically I didn't do that many weddings um I would have it would have been super complicated but um so thankfully I had that paper that oh. gave me <laughs> the rest. well that's good then oh glad that worked out okay then man yeah, yeah. no it worked out fine that's well, good it's still surreal thinking back to those times actually now it's, yeah um, it's surreal it's surreal um but okay Elodie let let's change tack to the bit that you kind of you you referred to earlier about the upcoming quiz Got to do it. Oh, no. I forgot about it. 10 minutes, I forgot about it. (laughs) So if anyone's listening for the first time, we're just going to do a little, we call it a Netflix quiz, but it's really any kind of streaming service or movies, any kind of like film or TV thing, really. Anyway, and I'm just going to say the um, synopsis and we're going to see if LED can get the title. You're looking forward to it, LED. (laughs) Can I I do a disclaimer for... for... No, okay, go on then. So I don't. I, first of all, I don't have Netflix. The reason for that is I get addicted to series. So if I if I watch it, I, I don't stop it, and then I don't do any work. So oh, yeah. the only times I watch series are when I go to my best friend's place because she can kick me out of the door. So like we've been watching The Handmaid's Tale together, for example, oh, and stuff cool. like that. Yeah. But it's okay. just like every well, year and now. I don't have any series for you. They're all movies today. So that disclaimer has no merit. (laughs) So the other disclaimer is, and I think Driss was the one saying the same. It's just, I do not remember names and I do not. So I'm really hoping you have a Titanic in the title or a woman in the title like (laughs) you did with other people. That's true. I have done some easy ones like that. (laughs) (laughs) I need the dumb version, you know, I need the one where you go like, hmm, it's about someone called Romeo and another one called Juliet. And and then... (laughs) Well, I, well, I've done a special kind of theme for you because of your past history in the music industry. All, oh, all the ones shit. I'm going to ask you today are movies that are kind of like about either like a band or musician. So they're all movies based on musicians. Oh, I have no idea. <laughs> I think you might get some of them. Anyway, okay. So hopefully, the only one that comes things. to mind is almost famous. Do you have that one? I don't. That's a good one, though. But yeah, <laughs> I think you might get some. Anyway, okay. I'm going to give you a first one, LD. You ready? Okay. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna do it. So, so they're all movies. Anyway, okay. So, 
The story of the legendary British rock band Queen and lead singer Freddie Mercury leading up to their famous performance at Live. Okay, Bohemian Rhapsody. Yes, there you go, straight away. I did, I did see that one at the, the cinema, so it wasn't so long ago, so I do remember it. Oh, it's cool. it was good as well, wasn't it? I thought that was good. That was good. Yeah, it was so, super good. One out of one so far, 100% so yes, far. Yes, I don't have zero. <laughs> okay, your second one. Okay. A musical fantasy about the fantastical human story of Elton John's breakthrough years. Oh, I, that also came out. Not, but I didn't see the Elton John one, so I can't remember what it's called. Um, I wanted to go, but I didn't. Have yeah, I've one. not. I've not seen it either, actually. But um, but okay. I see the one. You mean it's the last one that came out? Uh, it's uh, Rocket Man. Yes. Boom. How yep. did, yeah. Man, uh, yeah. Good. Two out of two. Straight yes! on there. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, <laughs> okay. For the full hat trick, then this one might be harder or might be easier. Um, okay. There's a there's a clue in the in the in the synopsis. Okay, so uh, this is a lot older than the other two. Okay. okay, world famous pop group the Spice Girls zip around London in their luxurious double decker tour bus, having various adventures and performing for their fans. Oh uh, yeah, I did. I definitely didn't watch it, and I do no, remember that did release something, but. Um... I don't know, spice up your life or something like Ooh, that. Oh, it's close. You got one word from it. You got one word. Oh, uh, spice, I guess. Oh, yeah. Spice <laughs> is the right word. And then it has the, something. The, the, oh, I don't two know, words, spice. spice, something, but no. Spice put... World Tour. Spice. Oh, yes. Well, it's Spice World. It's Spice World. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so there you she go. You so got original in the, with the names in the music industry and in the film industry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> spice World. Oh, that's funny. You got them all there, LD. That was great. Yeah, thank you for giving me easy ones. <laughs> no, they were I don't think they were easy. They weren't easy. They were hard. That was good. I like that. That was good. It's nice to have a theme for that round, is that? That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Okay, Elodie, let's go. Let's go back to your work. And yes, one of your specific repertage wars that I think is fab and wanted to ask you about. Um, is the the toilet shot where you have a bride like <laughs> using the facilities and there's a plaque over the yes. toilet that says Brad Pitt pissed here, which is yes. a bit bizarre. Can you tell us more about that? And wh where is that toilet? Yes, I can tell you. Um, so that toilet is in the, is in this 3D uh, fancy little hotel, which is in Paris, called the oh. Hotel Particulier, which is seven minute, minutes walk from where I live because it's in Montmartre. Um, oh, cool. And I actually shoot there quite often. And so I know that plaque by heart. And I'd been hoping <laughs> to get a shot there for like... Every time I went, I would try and follow the bride and then either she would look at me and go like, uh, hello, you know, because <laughs> I mean, we're not like, uh, I apologize to all the British people listening, but we're not British. So we're not as fun at weddings, you know, <laughs> um, and we're not as open, you know, there's still, especially if you're getting married over there in that in that hotel, you you tend to be a little bit um, or think of yourself maybe as a bit classy on your wedding. Uh, okay. day, so. Yeah, a bit more reserved. maybe. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so either I would have people like going like, why are you following me into the toilets, you know, or I'll have people like finding it funny, but immediately seeing me and posing and going like, yeah, you know, blah, oh, blah, yeah. blah, mm. blah. And I was like, I'm never going to get that shot, am I? So then uh, on that way, <laughs> I just same again. I was following the bride everywhere and then try, you know, try to follow her in the toilet. And then I was like, oh, shit, she's already close the door. Shit, she's on. Yeah. And then um, and then went back and literally had a second and a half or something to take the picture then she saw me and then she started posing <laughs> and oh, I was wow. like shit I've missed it I really didn't think I had that picture I was like oh shit she's she, she's you know she's got the, the the head up and whatever and she's like she saw me and whatever I'll try the next time and it's when I was editing the pictures I saw it I was like what <laughs> that's so cool that is so cool like, it's, it's, 
I, oh, I thought I had. I didn't have it. Like literally, I, I don't. I don't. I do, I do not remember myself at the at the wedding going like, "Oh, great! I think I might have something," and then just checking it after. It was literally four weeks later. In the edit. <laughs> well, that's cool to come across something like that, though, isn't it? When you're culling, I yeah. to come across a shot like that. It's really cool. The way you specifically focus on that plaque, but have the bride in the foreground, obviously, yeah. on the toilet as well. It's it's very cool. It's part of real life. It's part of their story. But what about the Brad Pitt element of it as well? Then is that for real did brad pitt no it's a lie toilet? oh is it, is it a lie? <laughs> well i think i think so because in the other toilets I, I think so but i should ask them actually because in the other no it's definitely a lie because the other the other toilet says that cameron diaz pissed there oh right and okay. that could have been true as well because they are a fancy place so they could have had like some hollywood thing yeah but then the third one says uh jacques chirac like our old um president and i can't figure out how why those three people would have gone there um even uh. separately so but you know what i'll ask them because they, it, that that hotel actually has a long story as well of being like a, a fancy house before being um an actual hotel like so oh. a house that belonged to someone with a lot of money so it, so could, it could be, be but no then. i don't think it's true yeah, but I, it could I, be I true. It, but but it it's be. quite a it's quite a random thing to put on a plaque if you know if they're just making it up, isn't it? It's quite random. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it is like a place that where you know Serge Gainsbourg, like the the Je t'aime guy. The, no, usually, you guys only know the, the that song Je t'aime uh, with Jim <laughs> Uh But yeah, whatever. Like this uh, fr- old French singer that's dead now uh, that was smoking a lot and being rude to Whitney Houston on TV. He's uh, usually known for that. <laughs> Um, uh, he he was like he, he wrote some of his songs there and stuff like that. So, uh, so okay, be, but no, honestly, I think it's a lie. I think it's just that they just thought it was funny, or they saw it on Instagram somewhere or something. I don't know. Oh, okay, that's so cool to hear the story behind it. And does the does the bride herself know that it's like an award winning image of her on the toilet? Yeah, yeah, she does. Yeah, she's, she's super cool as well. She didn't care about me like being in the toilets or being like you know wherever. Uh, um, yeah. When I was, I could follow her everywhere. But um, but she lives in Canada, so I think that's why she's more open. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> that's funny uh, you refer to it there as well i was going to ask do you get that regularly that kind of like all access air you know with your clients but i guess it just depends on the client yeah i mean the, the, usually i do um and if that if i don't it's it's very clear it's like you know they'll go and put their their dress in the toilet and close the door and then you just know that they, you know they, they just don't want you there or mm. um or something but if not usually i don't i think it, it might help to be a girl as well you know yeah well i think it definitely would in that situation yeah yeah um yeah because if you were a guy we, i don't know i should be like no. what are you doing in the toilet i don't yeah um, exactly i don't think i'm gonna try that in <laughs> <at> my next <laughs> I've, I've got yeah. i've got a photograph of a bride practicing to go on the toilet but she was just practicing on a chair in the lounge you know ah uh, yes yeah, yes, but not to, the to practice with the dress. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. Um, that's funny. So, have you, are the French weddings slightly more reserved than like them British weddings? No. You, you photograph British weddings, haven't you? Yeah, I do have. Uh, I think this year I have half foreigners and half French. Okay. Um, mm. Yeah, they, they can be a little bit more reserved. I mean, I, I hear a lot more like French weddings. I hear you know um, mothers of brides telling the brides a lot more like, oh, be careful, don't cry too much because your makeup will go off or, uh, or stuff like that. You know, mm. um, but also I think you know we just don't have the same humor and british humor is is like makes me laugh so much and i think <laughs> you have an approach to stuff that's 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 yeah funny <laughs> basically oh, really? just, just you know the, the way that people show up at weddings as well the, the fact that you have all those amazing hats and the colors and 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 yeah people yeah i don't know is i, mean, I much... do live in england 
Are there not so many hats in French weddings? Um, you have hats, but more it would be more of a I would say more of a Catholic wedding type thing, so more traditional uh, okay. families. Um, right. so it's more of a traditional thing, but it's like in England, I feel like even if it is traditional to have hats, people still do it. Like everyone mm. still does it. It's not like yeah. because you're Protestant or whatever. Um, yeah, that's true. Is it, are they are British weddings more drunken than French weddings as well? Like more overdrunken? Um, they're 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 more drunken faster. Um, okay, so we drink yeah. a lot at weddings as well, but you know because we eat a lot as well, uh, and it's it, dinner um, lasts forever. What are the other main differences between British and French weddings? Is it similar? Oh, you know, the do you times. Have the times. In what way? The times. You finish a lot earlier. I love British weddings. At midnight, <laughs> you're in bed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, how late do French weddings go on tour? No, so usually venues close at like four or five or six. I mean, it really? doesn't mean you stay until four until you, unless you're called um, Patrick Lombard. He likes to stay late. Does he stay right uh, to the bitter end? Does he? Yeah, quite, I think quite often he does. Or at least he stays like super late. I stay late as well. I always tell them. So I always tell my couples that I don't charge per hour. I just ch charge for the whole day. Okay. So I always tell them not to worry if the cake is late and if they start dancing later or whatever. And it's one of my actual marketing uh, arguments um, <laughs> as opposed to some other people. But um, so I tend to stay until maybe 2.30. Um, oh. The last one in uh, in Puglia in Italy, um, they were still dancing at 3, 3.30. So I think I stood until 3.30. Um, oh, yeah. It doesn't mean right. I shoot like the whole time, but I will I will just like sit down, have a little break, have a drink, talk to people. And then as soon as they start playing Macklemore, I know everyone's going to go back on the dance floor. So then I go back and yeah. Play what? What song, like that. what song was Macklemore. that? What song was Macklemore. Macklemore. Ah, you'll have to, um, to, to Spotify it. You Can't you sing song. it for me? Can you not sing it for me? <laughs> no. <laughs> like, at some point, like they all go down on the, on the uh, they, they all sit down, like they all crouch down and then they wait for that moment where they stand up again and yeah Ooh. um but yeah it's yeah. it's one of the the ones that the djs will uh so yeah so but, big difference is the timings um obviously you'll have speeches you tend to have speeches especially in the summer when it where when it's still daylight which is like so much nicer like we just mm. have it in a in a inside you know with um 200 people sitting at tables in like a shit um blue light on them or something uh, okay yeah <laughs> um yeah and um you'll yeah, have a first dance first dance still a thing uh yeah i get first dances still quite a bit uh the thing that i don't get as much is um the bouquet toss um, oh yeah i see less of my that couples well. don't do it much yeah mm, and then the the cake arrival you know i don't i can't remember if the british do it actually but well, we know, don't we, have a cake we, arrival we like to, like, yeah, exactly. We like to bring the cake with some music behind and there's like sparklers everywhere and it's supposed to be a uh, moment yeah. of the, which I never really understood. It's like, it's, why is it more important than, you know, the rest of the dinner? But yeah. And you have that, what um, is it like, cro was it like croque-bouche or something? What's it called? Uh, yeah, I think you call it croque I think it's actually the, 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 the English speaking that call it croque-bouche. We call it pièce montée. Oh, that's quite like different. Like a mounted okay. piece, basically. Pièce montée. So the one with all the shoe. Yeah. On the oh, <laughs> really? Somebody translates it. <laughs> so, yeah. It's like shoe, shoe buns. Um, but yeah, pièce uh, montée, mounted piece. 
<laughs> because it's basically lots of different like shoe bands that you you put in a certain uh, shape. So the traditional space is, is a shape is just like a triangular shape. But then okay. some people go crazy and ask for like a tractor or something like that in there. Like, <laughs> yeah. Do you have those things yeah. at every wedding? So I've done a few. I've done like four or five in France now, and I think I've had that cock and boost thing at like virtually every one. Yeah. So that's the that's the traditional cake, and then because obviously Instagram. Instagram, um, American series and stuff like that. Some people now have the, the big like three-tier cake. Okay. Uh, and mm. people that don't want to waste time w- with the cake because they want to dance and it's already been like three hours of eating, then they usually just choose like a buffet, a buffet of lots of different cakes. and, and then, uh, Yeah, and that makes sense. Sausage, yeah. Mm. But yeah, the traditional is- cake is the pièce montée. I bet the wedding food in France is better than the wedding food in um, Britain though, surely. Yeah, I'm going to be a diplomat and say that it depends. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's funny. Oh, I bet it is good in France, though. I bet it is. Yeah, you know where it's really good? It's in Italy. <laughs> oh, in Italy, really? Yeah, I've never done a wedding in Italy, actually. Yeah, it's super nice. Do they all have it's pizza? Nice. Uh, actually, the, yeah, one of the weddings I, I did this year, they, they had like pizza ovens, so they just did like pizza for everyone. It was oh, super cool. Nice. But the other wedding, they had like um a starter so like the antipasti and then they had i don't know if you know but in italy like pasta and uh, risotto is seen as like it's not seen as a main it's seen as like this thing just before the main so it's oh, like okay. smaller sizes so they call it primo um and then um so they had both so they had a risotto first then they had the pasta wow. and then um and then they had the main which was the fish and then they had like dessert and it's just oh, like man. so much food that sounds good yeah. though. Oh, but that's making me hungry. Yeah, let's go off food. That is making me hungry. Uh, but you mentioned <laughs> you mentioned Italy there, and, and you mentioned earlier about your traveling. So yeah, you do a lot of traveling, don't you? You you you're away for like a large part of the year every year. Yeah. So I um so I do the wedding season. So I I usually come back. I usually make sure I'm back here for April. Um. So I usually come back around March, and then I leave around November. Um, Where do you go? Do you go somewhere different each year? Or yeah, so the, there's one place I go every year now uh, in November, which is north of Norway, because I go and shoot um, orcas and um, and uh, whales and northern lights, um, oh, wow. and that's that's, so that's cool. the moment where you have all of that at the same time over there. Um, cool. And then the, for the winter, um, either I go somewhere warm, and usually it's just like a holiday, and I just like you know rest on the beach and just do like back office stuff for the wedding, um, mm-hmm. or I go to cold places, and in that case it's uh, to shoot stuff as well because I also shoot uh, nature and wildlife. Yeah, um, cool. So yes, so if I go somewhere cold, and wildlife for me is, is mainly the cold stuff, so like um, seals, polar bears, walruses, um, that kind of wildlife, wow. uh, and then whales. Um, but yeah, uh, so yeah. I that's so that. cool that's so different to weddings as well that's, that's i so know cool. yeah. but that's the thing I, I think i have a bit of a of a schizophrenic approach to 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 my life because it's like i live in paris and i love living in paris i love how busy it gets i love going out with my friends and then i have to go i have to like i miss it i have to go to the arctic and and i have right. to be like in svalbard where there's no signal and like waiting for like polar bears for like seven hours or ten hours or whatever um and then yeah and same with uh with shooting obviously wildlife and 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 weddings um completely different um so yeah do you take like with photographing polar bears do you take like huge long lenses yeah so not the the massive ones where you need um where you need tripods um i prefer to be handheld so i have like the 100 400 uh canon 
Mm. Um, I don't actually don't have it. I rent it because for me, there's no point in like having a lens that you only use um, here and there. So yeah. I rent it every time before I go. Um, and then I have my 7200, which is actually my favorite lens ever, 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 ever. So another oh, schizophrenic cool. thing is like weddings. On I have two cameras. On one side, I have a 24 mil. And on the other mm. side, I have the 7200. I have like nothing in between. No, no. <laughs> well, that's cool. That's super wide, super long. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's, I used so, to have... Yeah, so I used to start, I started with the 2470 and the 7200. 7200 is a great lens, cracking. Yeah, I love it. And I, and I will use it until it dies. Like, I, I, just, <laughs> I just love it. And even when I go traveling, even if I'm going, like, you know, to a beach somewhere, I take my 7200. <laughs> on a beach? <laughs> it's my favorite lens. I, I have to have it on me. It's just like, I, I, I love it. So, yes, yeah, so the 7200 is super good because sometimes they get close to you. And if they get closer to you, then it's um, it's it's even nicer than the 100, 400. So, yes. Uh, uh, but cool. no, Has it ever been a bit scary? Just, Have you ever had any, like like close misses with a polar bear or anything no because i usually go on boats so they decide if they go get close to you or not so okay. you, you'll go uh, spot a polar bear and either either you're in the pack ice so you just stop the the engine and um they come close to the boat or they're on um, a mountain somewhere and then you get onto the zodiac and then approach and then just go slowly and see how how they behave if they're nervous or if they're anything um and they decide if they get closer but you're on the zodiac anyway so you can go fast if uh, they okay. start coming fast um That's so cool. no i've just had like, like a sad uh, a sad encounter last time i went which was like a super skinny bear and he came all the way up to the boat and was like standing on his feet and and actually with his face like on the boat so he was extremely Aww. super close um but yeah it was just sort of smelling to see if he could i guess to see if he could eat something or something right. um so yeah this one was um was um mm. was bad um so yes yeah, so it's not always um happy <laughs> mm. yeah happy, happy. that's so cool you yeah. do all that though and do you do most of your trips do you go solo or do you go with any friends or stuff or is it a mix no, so it depends. If it's like polar bears, um, I go mainly with a company that has uh, photographers coming. So it's all amongst photographers, but I oh, don't know cool. any of them before I go. I just, you know, but we just um, stick together. Uh, but everything else, I, I pretty much go by myself. Um, so when I was younger, I was super scared of going uh, traveling by myself. Mm. Um, not because I was afraid that something would happen to me, but I spent, I, I used to spend a lot of time in my own head, you know, thinking about stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and I was like, oh my God, if I go by myself, I'll end of depressed or something um and then i forced myself to do it and realized that it was amazing so i just organize my own stuff and then i tell friends oh i'm going back to norway that date to that date and if they want to come and they, then they can but um but that's it's not cool. i um, i just do my own thing so yeah no oh, that's great it's cool that you do that yeah i think it's really cool i've traveled right, yeah. only tiny bit i've been to vegas sometimes on my own and um yeah i just like I it sometimes to vegas I know, I know. Like, it's like I've been with groups, but I've been on my own as well. Like, uh, yeah, and I've enjoyed it all. It's all good. It's all good. It's all good. No, um, it is. Let's go back to your wedding um, work, Elodie. And I like this question. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, have you ever made any really memorable mistakes at all? Whether that's on a wedding or like business side, or yeah, any memorable mistakes? <gasps> Hold on, I have to think about that. Um, That's probably good. That probably means there's no major mistake you've made then. No, eh? yeah, I, I honestly, I, this is going to sound horrible, but I actually don't think I did. No, that's good. Um, that's good, Gary. That's, that's good. <laughs> oh, I have. 
No, I mean, I, you know, I, I do the odd thing where I fall over and then, or I'm not very discreet or I think, oh, you know, but that's just me, um, clumsy. Um, <laughs> and with your but, great memory, yeah. I bet you've, you've never called the bride and groom the wrong name then as well. No, I don't think, no, I haven't. Uh, I've called like some of the close people the wrong name because it does take me a little while in the morning, even if I know their names. Um, but, you know, you can mix mix up two sisters or something like that. Uh, yeah. I, don't, I don't think it's a big mistake that, you know, it's like... Have you ever called Oliver... Have you ever called Oliver Ol- Olivier? Yes, <laughs> that I've made that mistake. So I haven't called him Olivier, but I have, like, you know, when you, when you type down names and, you know, your fingers go faster and then oh, your yeah. thoughts... So yes, yeah. He actually, he actually was annoyed with me for about three weeks. Yeah, I'm saying this <laughs> live on the podcast because he was super annoyed. I was like, do you know how many times people have called me Melody? Like, oh yes, yeah, yeah. come on. <laughs> <laughs> that's yes. funny. That's funny. Well, yeah, that's good. Yeah, then no major mistake there, though, Melody. That is good going. No, I'm good sorry. Going. It's not very no. helpful, is it? Well, uh, no, I was hoping or at least for I don't a great remember story them. There, but... And, no, if, okay. and it would go with the fact that I don't get stressed about stuff much. Yeah, uh, I don't hang, get hung up. Hung up, you say? Yeah. Yes, or hung, hung up. Over. Yeah. No, hung up. I don't get hung up on stuff too much. Um, no, that's a great way to live life. Yeah, that's really cool. Really cool. So yeah, I'm sure if, if a couple told me like, oh my god, we hate our pictures, or you know, blah blah blah, then I would definitely get hung up on it for like about ten years. I'd be like beating my mm. stuff up. Um, yeah. But yeah, anything that could be a little bit like shameful, like falling or or you know saying something stupid i just forget immediately i just assume it's part of me to be stupid so yeah well that's a great <laughs> great outlook that's how it should be that's awesome. that's awesome <laughs> um what what do you find the most challenging aspect of wedding photography to be what is the most difficult part uh, for me it's it's um it's not even the technical side although i'm shit at technical stuff um <laughs> it's more like the fact that you work for yourself and so you have to motivate mm-hmm. yourself and you have to market yourself and it's all about you know showing off a little bit and mm. um yeah so so when i was working at water i could do like i was doing like about 15 projects at the same time working like amazing hours um you know constantly constantly working um and i would work a lot like i was reading the the other day some photographer on some group saying like oh my god how do you guys manage like at the moment i have 30 emails per day to reply i was like oh that's where i realized like at warner at some point i had 300 a year <laughs> days so, a day um, really yeah, a day, yeah. um yeah. so yes yeah, so i used to be super good but then now i'm like working for myself and i have to sort of i'm my own boss and i'm, I'm the only one that can tell myself off and mm. there's no structure around me i'm like mm, you know what i'll just watch a bit of love island and then i'll go back oh, to yeah. it and then <laughs> love island is great love island is great it's cool. <laughs> but it's because it's because i don't watch series that i watch like shit reality tv because i can stop it whereas series i can't because uh, okay. there's cliffhangers yeah, yeah um, is that like sorry just, is that a french version of love island or, or yeah there's it... a french version that's just uh, came, cool. that just came out yeah um yeah. so yeah so yeah, so I'm going to be doing that, and then um, anything that's like putting yourself in the limelight um, is super complicated for me to do. So, uh, yeah. although I did probably like marketing for like 15 years almost, I I'm super shit at marketing myself. So like, I don't you know do the stories on Instagram where I go like yes, yeah, so now I'm going you know where you see my face and I'm talking to you and and, and you that don't kind do of that stuff. no. Like, oh, you know. No, you'd I'm, be I'm you'd be so good. good at that though, LED as well. You'd be so good at that because you're just so much personality and so lovely. You'd be so good at that. 
Yeah, but I do as well. I don't put my I don't do any of those kind of things as well. And is it semi linked to you've mentioned it a couple of times earlier? Um, is it linked to imposter syndrome? Yeah, I think I mean, I think it's 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 a word that's used a lot. And I think in creative people, there's probably about 60 people, 60 percent, maybe that would uh, think they have that. Yeah, uh, and in women, good. definitely more. Um, but yeah, I think it's just um, for I, mean, me, I, feel it's, I don't know, because I'm still I'm still actually working on it in my head and trying to work on it psychologically. So it's not very clear. But I think because I sort of grew up in a in a definitely not creative family. Um, and creative stuff was not a real thing. Like it wouldn't be a real job or it wouldn't be, or it would be too dangerous to go that way or whatever. Mm. Um, then anything that could be successful out of that, I have a lot of trouble working on. So weddings, it's okay ish because I go to a wedding and I have to do stuff. So it's almost like working for a company in a way, you know, you were, you know, you, you have a yeah. bride and groom that are expecting some pictures. So that's okay. Um, but like the wildlife stuff, for example, I've been like procrastinating like the domain name for five years. So I've just bought it. And then, then oh, I nice. have to actually do a proper website, you know, and yeah. this scares me a lot because it's like, Oh, suddenly it's Elodie that, you know, is doing this and it's not just the wedding photographer or something. I don't know if it's very clear, but, um, but yeah, so same with Instagram and and, and this podcast, you know, I was super stressed about doing it because I, Oh, people are going to listen to me. I have nothing to say. Like I'm nobody like, but that's so ridiculous. You have so much to say, so much to say. And people are going to love hearing your voice. Um, Oh, because I have a radio voice. (laughs) You've got a great voice. Yeah. And you say so much interesting stuff and so fun to talk to as well. So people are going to love it. You you would do so well on social media doing those kind of stories and stuff. You really would. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. I don't know. I mean, maybe one day I will, but I still have that blockage. Like I don't, yeah. You'd also be showing, you'd also be showing all your clients that, you know, you were saying you've got like 50% French weddings, 50% non-UK. You'd also, you'd be showing those kind of non-UK people how fluent you are in English and just how lovely you are to be around stuff. So I think it'd be a real good plus thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's true though. I think I'm going to watch Love Island. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. I get that procrastination. No, there's, still, there's still a lot for me to, 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 to do and to learn and um and to get into and uh, to stop being uh, so lazy basically <laughs> well no you're not lazy i get it though we all i think we all the procrastination thing is a big thing when we work for ourselves it it, it really yeah. is that's cool that you, you've got a domain for your kind of landscape wildlife stuff though now as well is that you could be putting that all through the books then once you've got a website or something you know just sell one print or something and then it's all all taxable expenses all your trips Yes. Um, so no, because I'm not under that kind of status in France. So no, doesn't work. What? Oh, really? Different statuses? Really? Yeah. So I think it's it's a little bit uh, the same as you have. You know, you have the VAT uh, mm. threshold yeah. uh, status in the U- UK. I think I read something online today about that. Um, yeah. We have about the same, except your VAT threshold is like a lot higher than ours. Um, and then, um, so you have that and there's a limit on that. And then after that limit, you can go into like real society status or whatever, where you can actually claim that kind of stuff back. Um, but then you pay a lot more taxes as well. Um, so I'm 
staying uh-huh. under the other status where I can't claim anything back, but then I pay a lot less tax as well. So it's just like, yeah, it's just like different statuses. It's super uh, boring. You can't even claim, you can't claim expenses. I claim no, I know. Uh, no. Okay. So in the UK, we can still, if you're not that registered, we can still claim expenses and stuff. So no. Uh, so you, so basically the way I do it, I mean, there is a way of doing it. But it's super boring. It's like, you have to have all the, uh, so, for example, if you're talking train and a hotel when I go to a wedding, um, you can do it, but it's like you have to have the invoices, like the hotel invoice in the couple's name and the train mm. invoice in the couple's name in case, really? in case the Gosh. tax people at some point check out on you. So, but, so yeah, so basically so everything that goes onto your work account has to be taxed under that uh, under that status. Um, mm. So if they reimburse you a train ticket, you're supposed to declare it unless you have that paperwork um okay. so what i do instead is i just like have them book it for me like, they just yeah book it that me. makes sense mm. and then they pay for it direct and then that's it yeah that's so, cool though interesting yeah. how things are different country to country yeah, it's interesting that's cool. yeah definitely yeah, um melody yeah. just locked down it's like an hour has flown by and it really has flown by though it's almost finished. Yeah. <laughs> it's been, it's been, don't, don't sound so happy. It's been great. It's, it's, it's been really like, great. Then I can go back to being anonymous again. <laughs> no. Oh, it's so, you've been so good. So easy to talk to. So interesting and just so open. It's been lovely. It's been lovely. It's been really cool. It's but because you're very good at um, making us at ease. No, I don't do anything. I don't do anything. It's ace. Um, but got time for one more question, LD. One more question. Oh. You, you ready? Oh my god! <laughs> no, it's not going to be. It's not going to be a big one. Can we have it's like just, a little drum roll? I know. I should do. Should I? I do. I do play the drums like every day. I love playing the drums. Good. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. Good oh. exercise as well. I really like it. I get. Well, look, that's to talk about how sweaty I get. Actually, I don't know why I'm talking about that. But it's good exercise and it's cathartic. <laughs> you know, I love it. I really enjoy it. But anyway, um, let's go because we've not done specific documentary stuff, I think, which is random because this is this reportage podcast. We should be talking about that. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um, <true. laughs> I know. So, I know. Um, what, Elodie, what would be your top tips or top tip or just a, a thought to help someone become better at the documentary side of what we do? Yeah, the documentary side specifically. So I'm still I'm still working on it myself, obviously. Like I haven't had like a, a thousand awards, but um, um, let me think. Um, I think I mean that that I already said, but for me, knowing the people um, mm. is a lot e- like it makes it a lot easier because then I can anticipate. Uh, people's way of reacting yeah, and then maybe sense. sort of anticipate a situation from that um so that's a big one for me i think that is a big a, deal yeah but i think it, you know some people manage to do it without that i think but i don't yeah <laughs> it's a real mix of me i never meet them like you do before like like never and well especially you know since covid i think i've only had one physical meeting with a client before yeah. to take their wedding but I, even about 50 percent of my weddings i've not even like zoomed with or something i just you know so it's very different but then like last night i had i said i did that zoom with the couple and i'm um, uh, shooting their wedding in france and it was so lovely we got on so well and it has it's made me feel more at ease about their wedding as well you know because i do get nervous so i can definitely see the benefits of that i should do it more i should do it more and i think also it helps because it helps me because um so documentary style you know your clients they might know they might have seen your pictures they might they might know all of that but they might not realize what it takes to get those pictures so that's like the more you, you you spend time educating them and telling them look so to be able to get like a picture like this or a picture of that obviously not 
all your wedding is going to be pictures like this. But mm. to get one of those, it means, uh, at least for me, it means that I need some time at some point to just like step back, have a look, try and understand what's happening and not be in the rush constantly, um, which mm. I find really hard not to do because that's my old me coming back going like, oh, I want to be helpful. I want to do everything or I want to do this. I want to do that. So I'm trying to work on that um, and be less helpful. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so I think if you, if you talk to them and you explain that to them, then it's a lot easier on the day to 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 do it. Um, mm. And another thing as well, I tell them all the time because I always have couples that say, "Yeah, we love the candid and we love blah blah blah." And then you arrive on the day and you have thirty group pictures to do and and all that. So um, mm. when I have them on the phone, it's super depressing. Um, so sorry for people who are depressed listening to this already. But um, <laughs> when I have them on the phone, I'm, I'm sort of schizophrenic on this as well because when we talk about the post shots. I always tell them, look, I know, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's not very interesting, but uh, blah, blah. but when you're 90, you'll be super happy to see how beautiful you wear. So let's do a couple, you know. And then after that, I explain the, the candid and the reportage approach. And then um, the example I tell them is like, look, your wedding is the only place where um, you'll have you have all the people that you love in the same place on the same day uh, because it never happens pretty much. Mm. Um, and in 10 years time or in 20 years time, some of them will be dead. <laughs> <laughs> Do you literally, literally say that? Yeah, I, cool. actually, I actually tell them that. I, I, I tell them, I tell them I'm going to give them an example that's depressing, but I'm like, it's, it's very possible that in 10 or 20 years time, like one or, or some of them might not be around anymore. And you know, mm. what do you want to remember them by? Do you want to like have a look fondly at a picture where you go like, Oh, good uncle Dave look how beautiful it looked standing next to 10 other family members looking at the camera. Um, or do you want to see him falling over on the dance floor? Because our good uncle David, you always like to have one too many. You probably yeah, helped yeah. him like leave us a bit earlier, actually. But, um, <laughs> but you know, he was the life of the party and and da da da. You know, so so mm. yes, yeah, so <laughs> basically trying to explain it like that. Well, um, that makes total sense. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then people don't look at me weird if I'm actually taking pictures of someone vomiting or something because they already know, because they yeah. know that person will die one day. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah. It's depressing, but it's true. Yeah, I think that's no, a really great way to educate them in that way. Yeah, no, that's so true. <laughs> no, it is pretty depressing. I'm, I'm pretty horrible, but... Um, no, it's and, really uh, good. Uh, yeah. I think those yeah, are all great bits that. of advice. And oh, then the, the other two tips, but that's the that's the two tips I'm thinking of, but that, that I'm trying to apply to myself. So I'm definitely not doing it uh, well. Um, it's the step back one, like step back to have a look at what's happening uh, around. Mm. Um, because so many times I'm on pictures and I'm editing the pictures and I'm like, my God, how did I not see like the grandpa or something like, you know, mm. half cut in the frame. <laughs> Just like and going like, oh, why didn't you put him in the frame? Because he's crying, looking at what's happening, you know. Right. Yeah. So step back and um, and that old. I think it's the two men uh, that say that. But like, don't don't put your camera down. Uh, keep it on your eye. I never do that. I always put it down to look at what's happening. And then by the time you put it back on your um, eye, the, the action's gone. So yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, those are all great bits of advice. Some things you're doing more and some less, but it's all good. We're all getting yeah. better all the time. Hopefully, I'm still work in progress. Yes, so we all we all are, aren't we? That's awesome. Now those are great, and the whole the whole hour with you, Elodie, has been so fab. Thank you so much for your time talking Anna, to me. Thank you. It's been, been so cool. And do you so, do you know now how to pronounce my last name or not? I'm not going to try it now. <laughs> You'll have to listen to it back when it's out and like give me a grade and how I did. I will try my best. <laughs> and um, but Elodie, I'll be seeing you in like about i don't know about 35 days or so i think it's not that yeah. long 
So, yeah, yeah uh, as, as I said before, it's a meetup, TIR and TIRF members, you know, it'd be great if you want to come along. So it's in Paris, August 15th, and we're just going to have a good good time. Uh, cocktails and, and cider. How do you say cider in French? Cidre. Oh, okay. That I, I could do that one. Cidre. Cidre. There we go. Yeah, very good. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, awesome. So, yes, Ali, I'm going to let you go now. I hope um, your weddings coming up all go well, and I will be seeing you uh, next month. Yes. See you. Maybe see some of the people listening. I don't know when this is coming out, actually. But yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm gonna, it's going to come out. It's going to come out a few weeks before. So, yes, hopefully, if you're listening now, well, we'll, we'll be seeing you. <laughs> and you can hear how lovely Elodie is as well. So come along and see Elodie. Yes. <laughs> oh, cool. see you later bye bye all right thank you alan thank you bye. thank you merci you've been listening to the 130th episode of the this is reportage podcast and it is always so fab to talk to hope you enjoyed listening in head to this for a link through to her website and to see the fab reportage awards you spoke about too as we discussed on the episode, we have our tir and tirf summer meetup next month in paris france on august 15th Members, the full details have been sent in the latest newsletters and in the Facebook group too. Hope to see you there. We now have 130 episodes of the podcast available where we speak to wedding and family photographers from all over the world. If you liked this episode, delve into our back catalogue for lots more. If you're not a member of this reportage or this reportage family, check out all the benefits of joining us, including an unlimited number of images on your profile, 60 individual award and 18 story award entries per year, Invites to our physical meetups and parties, exclusive discounts, hours of educational videos featuring tips and advice from some of the world's best photographers, and much more too. There's just a few days left to submit to our next awards round. The deadline is the same for both sites. Submit by 2359 BST on the 24th of July 2023. No poses, nothing staged. This is Reportage. And this is bye for now. <laughs>